Jonathan, are you are you at all a hockey person? Is that I know your dad is a season ticket holder. Yeah, I mean, I I, don't, I can't remember if you know we ever went to any games together when I was a kid because I know my dad would like invite whoever because yeah he had his like season tickets and we used to go all the time and he was really trying to make me a hockey kid and he ended up with a swimmer who does a podcast now. So he's yeah, really. We really should have that. flipped like like uh our adolescence because yeah. i would have loved to be in minnesota playing hockey and oh yeah i was from florida where you could swim you know everywhere everyone has a pool yeah but i mean i i grew up like going to hockey games i like watching hockey i'm not very good at skating but i mean <laughs> you know it is what it is but that's yeah, the thing I, about I, hockey that's the thing about hockey like most sports don't require of you that you kind of master this this obscure skill skating to be mm -hmm. any good you know yeah. Like, yeah you can be a really good skater and still be a bad hockey player but you'll never be a good hockey player unless you're a great skater right you know, or you're dave anderchuk i don't know i, who that I don't know who that oh he was sorry that was just a really <laughs> obscure <laughs> hockey joke he was like uh on buffalo in toronto in like the 80s and 90s uh, yeah. See, I that's like, he... that's my, that's the gap in my hockey knowledge. My hockey knowledge really begins and ends with my, my daughter, Jing Jing. She start she took an interest in hockey and I was like, I guess I'm going to need to find out about hockey. And, mm -hmm. and then I started playing much, much later than I probably should have. Why? Well, I assumed you and my dad, cause I know my dad played hockey. I thought you guys like played together or something. I know. No, okay. we skate. Your your dad and I skateboarded. We were yeah. skateboard. Wow. that was our that was. Our I thing. know his his big trick. He always does is like the handstand on the board, and he doesn't do it a lot anymore. But um, that he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he he could do that. I had two friends who could do that. I that was not my thing. My thing. <laughs> uh was was like leaping off my board when it was at top speed and then wiping out and getting cherries <laughs> all over both my knees when i fell down like at like 30 miles per hour you know yeah just cherries and all over my body <laughs> so we Man. did we ever introduce we haven't introduced we haven't you done, yet. yet no this is like um... a crazy cold open podcast <laughs> love it right. but uh yeah today our we have a guest a very special guest um He's been in bands like Trip Shakespeare, uh, the New Standards, and most notably the bassist for some Semi Sonic. I've never is it Semi or Semi? Tough when you have to say it, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Say it however you want. Semi Sonic. Semi, semi, I, I guess Semi Sonic is how what how, yeah. how I say it. That's mm -hmm. how I say it too. And then Karsten was saying Semi Sonic, and I'm like, and then isn't that Semi Sonic? Like, not yeah. every every. Uh, this is like every radio interview that we did as we were kind of coming along. It's like Semi Semi. What? Are you? you know. <laughs> yeah. That was, that yeah. Was how they all kind of went. So, welcome to that world. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome. See, I, You're. Yeah, I, mean, welcome I still to the, haven't the said podcast. his name, John Munson. John Munson. Yeah. John Munson. <laughs> Good to me. have you here. Yeah. Um, See, I'm like uh so i'm 30 so i'm at the age unlike karsten where i remember closing time and its original radio play and it was played so often and it's i mean i would say it's one of my favorite songs of the 90s oh that's that is awesome that's very nice to hear yes it did get played a fair bit and that is i mean that, that's uh, you know i certainly re reacted badly to that if i felt like some song was like dominating the radio and it's like i have heard this song enough now <laughs> we're moving on and it just it just never works that way unfortunately although in this particular case fortunately but um yeah it's it was a it was a straight up hit you know which was uh which it was very fun to be a part of something like that but it definitely is uh one of those things where it's a it, it's like a it's a ride that you can't get off you know once that mm -hmm. once that stuff starts happening it's like whatever you think you want to happen that that's you know you you have lost control it's just gonna what's gonna happen is what is what the what the game says is gonna happen so you just kind of hang on and and you hope that you can hold on to your ego yeah i mean i i'm sure like i would have heard the song plenty like regardless but because you know you and my dad like he he loves 
I mean, he played the song a lot around me and like I, I found out about it through him. He's like, yeah, it's my buddy John's like song and band. And like it was the first album, I think like all like three semi sonic albums were like on my iPod and they were like the first music that I was like into. Uh, and it yes. was just weird. Yeah, it was, it was just weird, like growing up and being like, oh, like everybody knows this song. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was like my own little secret thing, but. Yeah. no everybody's heard the song yeah yeah it's no. yeah it, it did it's a it's kind of it is weird it's just uh you kind of think that it'll go away and and maybe it will someday but it, it seems to go through cycles of it just kind of keeps hanging around and there's like mm. even lately more evidence of that which is just uh maybe this moment right now that we're having together is evidence of that and there's also a guy who's um he saw the um, uh, song exploder uh, that Dan did about closing time, which yeah, is I heard that. Kind of fascinating, great. really. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's all a hundred percent. That it's it's all very accurate. You know, it's, very, it's also very very personal. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, some people had had glimpses of of what that story was. You know, people had been aware of the fact that hey, this song is not only about getting kicked out of the bar, but it's also somehow it's about um, giving birth to a baby or something. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But then I think Dan kind of. Uh, revealed more about what he was going through at the time that he was writing that song and that it really was a, a lot about uh, the experience of his of, of his first daughter's birth and 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 the impacts that that has had on his life at that time and then ongoing you know which yeah. is uh, it was a real uh, it's a it's quite a story and um, this director film director heard that and said I think there maybe is a film in that. And so there's a script being written um, right now. And so maybe there's going to be a song, a movie of the song, which to me is, would be so weird, but I think it's going to happen. Yeah. I heard about this and then I I saw your Twitter and I saw one of your tweets recently was I'm under threat of being portrayed in a movie. The only thing that could be more horrible would be to be called upon to act again. I would like the movie to happen, but maybe the bass player mysteriously disappears or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that, that. Those are those are also true. true yeah, <laughs> I mean, what else have you acted in? I, uh, I know. Well, I, a, a friend of mine and uh, Matt Wilson, who is Dan mm-hmm. Wilson's brother, um, uh, wrote a, a screenplay and got a movie produced that. Uh, starred um, Matt in particular, mm-hmm. um, and then I was I was I was the Jeff character in the film. I was the sidekick, <laughs> um, but I but w- it it starred a lot of songs that Matt was writing at that time too. And it was um, I don't know what you w- would call it. it. Was kind of like a legal drama with music. Mm-hmm. It was it was a hard thing to articulate. Uh, I think in in a way which is always you know some somehow kind of dooms a project if you can't sum it up in like a sentence you know you yeah. make something that is possibly too complex for the american audience but it yeah. was called the last word and it was it was several people's kind of first foray into uh you know a feature length motion picture which is a huge undertaking you know and, and mm-hmm. you're, you're it's it's wise to have people around who have done that before. If you if you ever think I'm going to make a feature length picture, the the first thing to do is go like, but maybe I should make a couple of shorts first to just see what mm-hmm. the process is. But it was it was uh, fascinating. But for me, it was like I'm just no actor. As soon as the camera is on, it's like I what should I do with my hands? Do you want yeah. is this good? Should I do this? How do I address yeah. the camera? What should I be doing? You know, it's it's very hard for me. I'm not I'm not uh, a natural by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I and... go. Please. You you say what you're gonna say? <laughs> uh, um, I really the only thing that I would hate more. Uh, I mean, and I you know use that word loosely. I mean, it, it, the, the scary. The scarier thing to me would be to have somebody else portray me in a movie that is like actually a huge production and, and that it's done really successfully. And then people come away with the, the idea that 
this portrayal is who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everything. I've thought about this a little bit with like, I don't know if you saw Bohemian Rhapsody, if you have like a take on these. I feel like there's a new trend in film of like a lot of like musical biopics, like as someone who's like been in that like space firsthand, like, do you have any opinion on kind of those kinds of movies? If they're like cliche really, or no, I think it's, I think it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anybody who um, is interested in uh, the aesthetic experience of being transported by uh, an artistic enterprise has to love music Mm -hmm. Um, because I I feel like of all things, um, music communicates in the most kind of instantaneous way of any art. I mean, it's somehow it's like powerfully direct. And so I feel like even authors, you know, uh, or poets, and now screenwriters and filmmakers are striving to somehow communicate um, the experience of music using their mediums Mm -hmm. and, and incorporating kind of the uh, experience in the artistic dynamic of music making in their mediums, but it's it's a, it's a very fraught thing to do because really nothing can do music like music. You know, mm-hmm. music will always win in that. And so yeah. when I see these um, uh, biopics about uh, music or like seeing actors kind of trying to be like musicians, I'm mm-hmm. like they just don't get it yeah they don't know they don't know what it they don't know what it is there's no way that they can kind of like portray a a musician in a in a weird way it's just always seems phony to me i've very seldom seen it seen it feel genuine and then the other thing about it is i understand the fascination with trying to kind of somehow communicate the magic of the musical experience because it really does to me as a person who's been engaged in it my whole life I understand what's the mystery of it and the the fascination with the experience but it's not a thing to be captured in a way you know what I mean it's a it's it's something too fleet uh, and fleeting and evanescent to really be um, captured in that way. It's it just could. It, I I'll be I'll be uh, very happy to see the first thing that truly succeeds in that way. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I, I wonder if it can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing is you have such a unique perspective on that, and that you know a lot of these films people will go away very satisfied with it, but you know that's because they don't have you know, that kind of knowledge that you have where you're like, oh, that's not what that's like at all. And for them, it's like, it's kind of uh, ignorance is bliss, I guess. For close and, Yeah, it's like close enough, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's probably what it's like. I don't know, I'm not a rock yeah. star. Well, it's interesting because like, I using Bohemian Rhapsody as an example, again, it's like, <clears throat> and we'll get to Miracle eventually. I just like, I'm curious on your <laughs> thoughts on this. Um, it's just, I, it's weird how people are like they don't know if like Freddie Mercury would be in support of a movie like that about his life like that and then there's like Rocket Man where it's like Elton John is the executive producer and is calling all the shots on this movie about him it's like it just seems like the kind of subject that's really hard to get right in film in a completely like unbiased but also accurate way which is why I would I, rather watch yeah. six hours of uh, of Get Back yeah, that, that would give me the satisfaction. If I if I wanted to see what um, music making was truly like, mm-hmm. I would want to be bored for four hours <laughs> and amazed for an hour and a half. That's yeah, kind of, because that's that's truly what the experience of music making is like. I feel is like I feel like Peter Jackson has gotten the closest, and the reason that he that he did is because you know, he had the most, uh, he had the most amazing accomplices to, mm-hmm. to, to help him demonstrate what, what 
the what the magic of music is like i i, I was weeping as i was watching that because i was just like this is it yeah you know, this, this is this is it and i think for some people they were just like oh it's just i can't couldn't understand what was so you know what, what was cool about that it was just so boring and i'm like yes that's what it is <laughs> right it's a lot of that yeah but it, yeah. It, it's worth it it's utterly worth it for um the moment when you hear mccartney starting to pull the song get back out of thin air you yeah know? And you yeah. see right. that you see the cre creative moment actually happening right before your eyes and it's just to, to me utterly amazing and and to see the spark that it lights in in the other musicians you know to see Lena's not even there but it's George and Ringo just kind of watching and and you can see that them light up when they realize this now this is something good this mm -hmm. is something good you know what I mean yeah and that, that's to me is that that I mean the other thing that's that's about music movies is they're always trying to kind of capture what what is the chemistry and dynamic that happens among people that can lead to this mm -hmm. to a band you know to yeah. music being made in that way and it's it, that is the amazing thing about it it's that that chemistry and the magic of knowing when something is happening or when right. this is something that this is this is who we are let's throw mm -hmm. in with this idea you know creative people like throw out a million ideas and and a million ideas get thrown out but then when that one that pops through and you're just like oh this is actually really really good we got to follow through with it with this that's there's magic in that yeah that's a great i don't know how i didn't think about get back earlier but that is i think even as someone who's like not in music like i don't make music i was still very just mm -hmm. kind of inspired and I, I was like yeah that is like you can just like see the creative process yep. in yeah full display which is and, really cool. and that's the crazy thing is because it's hard generally to see someone have an idea so then you know in those like brief moments where then they're like converting the idea into something that's like tangible I don't know that's mm -hmm. the kind of I guess magic of it where then there's also times when they're clearly thinking but it's just you're watching people think which probably is not always the most interesting visual. Right. This episode is also brought to you by NordVPN. Now, if you didn't already know, a VPN stands for Virtual Private Network, a service that protects your internet connection and privacy online. It creates an encrypted tunnel for your data, protects your online identity by hiding your IP address, and allows you to use public Wi-Fi hotspots safely. Now, Jeff... Now, I'm, I'm excited about this one, Karsten. Right. Uh, I actually am already a NordVPN subscriber. As am I. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just for, for a lot of people, VPNs can be useful for, you know, giving you that extra added security when you're browsing the web, yep. uh, you know, public hotspots like you were talking about. But uh, NordVPN, incredibly reliable as well. I've never Absolutely. had a problem with it, and I've used it for a long time. Definitely. And now, I just think everyone should have a VPN to start with, especially yeah. in today's age. A lot, of, a lot of sketchy stuff going on on the internet, especially if you're spending a lot of time online. It's best to, you know, step up that privacy game with a VPN. Yep. And uh, uh, NordVPN specifically, you uh, can use it on every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, mm -hmm. Linux, yep. Android TV. Uh, it's very fast. I've never had any latency problems. Uh, there's... 5,300 plus servers in 60 countries. That's so, so you can, many. Yeah, you can connect to a server that's close to you for like a even faster connection or you, yeah. you know, as we'll talk about shortly, connect to a server that's far away for other specific reasons. Right. Uh, and it's really easy to use. They have like the app where you just click on, you know, the server you want mm -hmm. or like the country you want and it connects you instantly. Exactly. Yeah, it's super easy to use. So it's like at this point, why not just have one, you know? Yeah. Um, now... I think that uh, the part that we're most excited about is the uh, element for movie watchers as, as you are. And, you know, sometimes I watch movies. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff will watch a movie, you know, I'll watch a movie every now and so. then. Yeah. 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 Um, um, so yeah. Do you want to talk about your experience watching movies with absolutely Karsten Runquist? I, you know, I watch a lot of rare, hard to find movies and uh, you know, the best way to do that. Cause you know, sometimes 
not something won't always be available in the US, but you can always use a VPN, specifically NordVPN, to access like Netflix, Hulu, Prime, Mubi, like any any yeah. other streaming service to another country where they'll have access to other shows and movies that you can't find in the US. It just takes a click, open the map, click on a location, and you'll be connected in seconds. It's just that easy. Yeah. Um, and you can also find the services for a lower price as well. Some, sometimes in other countries. Oh, yeah. It's I, I have heard cheaper. that people do that, which is, yeah. I never even thought about that. Super convenient. Now, yeah. for me, Barristan, mm-hmm. I got a tremendous amount of use out of NordVPN, and it was while I was traveling. Yes. See, you're talking about like, oh, you're in the US, and you're like, <laughs> oh, this movie I want to watch is on Netflix Argentina. Yeah. So yep. you connect to Argentina, and it works perfectly. Yeah. I was connecting back to the US from traveling abroad in Europe so I could watch Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because Hulu is like a US, I think, only. Right. Um, so I was connecting back to watch all my US subscription services while I was traveling. And it worked great. I, I watched Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, yep. uh, US versions of all that in Europe. And I think that genuinely, um, you know, after the dozens and dozens of times of me connecting, I think I had an issue literally one time. Yeah. And Somehow, you know, what all I had to do was just click a different server and then it worked again. Exactly. It's super <laughs> it was great. reliable. It was super it was reliable. Yeah. Yeah. It was. So if you are someone who likes to travel, you're planning on traveling and you want to stay connected to your US streaming services, it's a great yeah. way to do it. Exactly. And no more bandwidth throttling based on traffic type. Since NordVPN encrypts all traffic, your internet service provider can't slow down your streaming speed either. Wow. I mean, the, the the perks just keep coming, you know? It just never ends. Um, yeah, I so, highly recommend the service. I had a great time using it. Yeah. Uh, watched a lot of shows. Yeah. Get a VPN. Get NordVPN, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, at nordvpn.com slash CarsCast with code CarsCast. Yeah. You get uh, an exclusive NordVPN deal. It's risk free with Nord's thirty day money back guarantee. Yeah, that it, it, I, if I if I may, it, it does kind of speak a little bit to the film Miracle in a way. Yeah, uh, because um, I feel like what I love that movie. I just love that that movie. And the thing that I really love about it is that it's a little bit about ob- obsession and heartbreak um, and um, also kind of a a mass media moment that kind of captivated, you know, America anyway, at least maybe the world to some extent, it was just Mm -hmm. such an underdog story. And and you kind of get, I I feel like uh, the director, whose name escapes me right now, and, and Kurt Russell really mm. effectively captured the kind of obsession of Herb Brooks and his desire to create a new, a new way to kind of have success against what seemed like an immovable object in terms of this, in terms of the Russian hockey team, you know, mm-hmm. it, it just, yeah. it, they, all they ever did was win, you know? <laughs> But he he was like, I think I know how to do this. I just need to find the right people to kind of put together to believe in in my idea, and we're gonna make this thing happen. I just love that. It's mm-hmm. just it's like a it's just a um, it's such a great story. I just it's like someone has to someone has to believe something, and someone has to believe in that person. And then something amazing can happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my, that's like my, the thing that helps me to kind of believe in the future is like, I don't know how to solve what's going on in the world right now. I feel mm-hmm. so um, sad about so much of what's happening in the world right now. But part of me believes that someone will, someone will appear who will have an idea to lead us out of this and we'll we'll find our way free from the morass of all the bad ideas that that are kind of currently dragging us down Mm -hmm. it seems possible to me because i see 
I see it happening in small ways all around me. So I'm like, all we need is some some way to do it in a bigger way to find yeah. something that's sufficiently compelling. I'm sure yeah. I'm very naive. I'm sure I'm terribly naive, but I, I it helps me to remain hopeful. Yeah. yeah. No, we need Kurt Russell now more than ever. <laughs> I, I mean, the, his other great film, of course, Escape from New York is another mm. example of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got a uh, theme. Yeah, Carson, do you want to read just for anyone else listening the synopsis for? Oh Miracle? yeah, yeah, yeah. We usually uh, kick off the movie thing with a synopsis. And... Oh, sorry, I didn't mean. To oh no, no, no. Um, that was actually is... a great kind of monologue to introduce the film. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Um, when college coach Herb Brooks is hired to helm the 1980 U.S. Men's Olympic Hockey Team, he brings a unique and brash style to the ice. After assembling a team of hot-headed college all-stars who are humiliated in an early match, Brooks united his squad against a common foe, the heavily favored Soviet team. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It's got a dog. Um, While I did not even realize there was a gigantic... There's a bass behind him. (laughs) No, I think that's a... No, that's definitely like a cello. Is it a cello or a bass? Yeah, I think it's a cello. That's awesome. <clears throat> it's a really good room, regardless. Yeah. Oh, there's the <laughs> there we go. Um, I just had to kind of put yeah. the, the no, that's that's go. Is is that a cello behind you? Ah, uh, it's a it's a bass, actually. I told it's, you it's a bass. Yeah, it's, a bass. Probably. <laughs> it's a beautiful room. Um oh thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Do you think there's any reason why when it's talking about like oregano or something it's pronounced herb but then when it's a name it's herb you know in england don't they call it herbs they could I, yeah. you know what you're right i <laughs> yeah um that's true anyway i guess uh, you know what it's probably because it's short for like herbert right 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 oh that makes more sense I, yeah um i i was gonna ask like why you chose the movie but you kind of answered it for us um i never when i watch i did watch it for the first time today like this morning this is the um, first time you've ever seen it first time i the thing is when i told my dad we were watching this he's like oh miracle it's great um so i yeah i i can't believe i haven't seen it until now but i think the way you like talked about it, it is kind of like weirdly relevant this movie like it just in how i don't know it it seems like all odds are against the team the entire time. And um, yeah, I don't know. There's something well, like and kind also of the primacy, sudden, the sudden kind of primacy. I'm going to let my dog go here and <laughs> weep. My, my family's coming in the door. Um, the sudden primacy that, uh, you know, Russia has, has seemed to kind of like take in world affairs right now. I mean, mm-hmm. kind of the building that, the, the, you know, that was a, a thing that was kind of building uh, during the Trump presidency, and um, and then, you know, um, suddenly it just is is kind of leapt to the forefront of all Americans' minds. And and what's kind of weird is that, I mean, Putin is just like he's a cartoon of the kind of sinister mm-hmm. yeah. um, Soviet kind of like KGB, you know, I mean, it's just like, he's a, he's a, it's cartoonish. It's ridiculous, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, it does, it does feel kind of weirdly relevant right now. Plus he's a huge hockey fan. Did you guys know that? Oh, I did. I've seen the, the videos of people letting him score. Right. Right. Wow. Just, just gross. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, I, I mean, that's just, it's like that thing of like, did you guys ever hear the the thing about the North Korean uh, leader, Kim Jong-un, kind of like, Kim Jong-un played a round of golf and he scored an 18. He got 18 holes in one. Yeah. The, the story. <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay, but that didn't happen. But that's just, <laughs> the, the idea that you would even publish a story like that is just yeah. so Right. Weird. I mean, there's also the, you know, many stories of Donald Trump, like, cheating at golf where he'll like if he hits in the rough he'll like kick his ball back to the middle that i i don't know if your show is probably not a lot about politics but 
but when I saw him driving his golf cart onto the green, I was like, this is not a guy that I would probably want to play golf with. Yeah. Who rides his golf cart onto the green. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I I don't know if you're uh, somewhat of a golf fan. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I, the leisure arts have played a, an outsized role in my life. I think my acquaintance of, uh, of uh, Karsten's dad has something to do with that. He's also a master <laughs> of all things leisurely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I played golf a few years ago um, in Florida, like around where I'm from. And I was about, I got to a tee box and I heard this like really loud, like music being played out of a different golf course. Uh, cart, and I look behind my look behind me, and it's John Daly, <laughs> <laughs> and, and playing with his son, who is like oh, phenomenal. That's, that's, I, I, the the Bluetooth speaker. I mean, there really is a time and a place, and that's <laughs> definitely not on the golf course <laughs> for me. Yeah, uh, I mean, Everyone yeah. should do what they want, but please conduct yourself in a way yeah. that is respectful of the people around you. Yeah. yeah, you're definitely not going to say anything to John Daly, though. <laughs> I might have, but I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, John, I didn't know that a lot of this, I mean, I'm not really caught up on like hockey knowledge. Yeah, I don't um, know about this. Um, I didn't know it, like a lot of it took place in like St. Paul or that like a lot of them were from. I mean, it's not surprising because it's hockey, but uh how would how do you feel about kurt russell's accent in the movie do you remember much about it i mean i i i I, it was i mean it didn't even really strike me as particularly minnesotan to be honest it it was uh i i I don't know i mean it didn't yeah he didn't he wasn't hitting all the all the kind of classic uh notes like yeah might have been better than uh you know the might have been better than some of the accents I heard in Fargo, you know. And I mean, Joel and Ethan Cohen should know something about like wh- what a Minnesotan sounds like, you know. What yeah. I mean? but, but that stuff was like so crazily uh, um, overdone. I thought in, See, in that movie. I watched Fargo with a friend who has met my mom, and when we watched it, they were like, <laughs> "Oh my God, she sounds just like your mom." And I'm like, "No, she does not. <laughs> I don't." <laughs> I'm like, what do you think we sound like? Um, I, I, I mean, I love Fargo a lot because it does have like a lot of kind of jokes that only Minnesotans yeah. would get. But like, yeah, I agree. The accents are way overblown in that movie. <laughs> I mean, those those guys, though. I mean, uh, I, I mean, so amazing. I just oh I, yeah, the best. Joel and Ethan Cohen really. They just are are it for me i just that that their their worldview is to really i think it it really does capture a minnesotan uh point of view i mean it's bigger than that but it 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 resonates for sure when i when i see their work i'm like oh i can totally relate to this it's like Mm -hmm. the the worst is just around the corner it's 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 gonna get bad that's yeah that's that's kind of a i think it's a real minnesotan point of view Mm mm-hmm can yeah. you relate? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I first, the first time I watched like any of their movies, even if it's clearly not like a Minnesota movie, it's just, it's very clear to me something about the way they direct and write feels like it comes from Minnesota. It's, I, I like the way you put it of like, there's like a fear just around the corner kind of yeah, like paranoia. It's a, it's on a it's on a flaming motorcycle and, and the, he's really upset and but I yeah. don't know why or he's got you know he's got a he's got a bolt gun and he and he's gonna wipe out the world even though that's a oh, even though it's a Cormac McCarthy you know yeah yeah uh, uh, book but it, it 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 the portrayal of that that character it's so consistent it's so it's it, it, it that's a great meeting of minds there Cormac McCarthy and the Coen mm-hmm. brothers I think No Country for Old Men is just yeah scary and brilliant yeah absolutely um back to Miracle yeah <laughs> so Carson I actually do want to uh explain something about Miracle okay uh because I know like a decent amount about this but essentially the reason why the U.S. was like such a massive underdog 
is because professional players weren't allowed to play in the Olympics. So the NHL, which is where all the best U.S. players play, uh, none of them were allowed to play. Now, the thing is that the Soviet team didn't, they, all their best players played like in, you know, the USSR, but um, they weren't technically professional because they were kind of funded by the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of the best Soviet players could play mm-hmm. and none of the good US players could play. So they had to find a bunch of like college kids. Right. Yeah. It's just a team yeah of- because the Olympics had at that time had to be amateur. I guess there is yes. some um, taking some aspects of the story for granted. An interesting sidelight on that is that the NHL players um, from Canada, at least, and maybe the U.S. too. At that time, the best the best uh, NHL skaters were all Canadians. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. they played against the the Russians, um, and and they couldn't. They they didn't. I think they they ended up maybe beating them, but it was like it was very it was it was dirty pool hockey. It was like not clean hockey. It was mm-hmm. just like a, it was a show of kind of Bobby Clark kind of like, you know, he busted the yeah, ankle goon, of the it player. Big, it was just gooning really, it up. <laughs> really horrifying, you know. Basically, um yeah that that was it was college kids playing professionals which is in in hockey is really a a thing that is is not fair because it's such an intensely physical game yeah yeah and additionally uh universities aren't even the number one pool of talent that the nhl even draws from like if you're playing a university you're generally not gonna be in the nhl it's like a pretty low percentage of college players because there's a canadian hockey league that is for like junior players and that's really the step below the nhl for the actual talent pool yeah and a lot of u.s players go up there too yeah, yeah. exactly exactly right yeah so it was i mean that it, it really is it was like they were they it was uh you know it was a purely amateur group of people that that you know her brooks kind of molded into his what what he felt was going to be an effective squad to to play against them and you know i mean you see what he did to those kids to get mm-hmm. them up to speed so they could have a you know that they could chalk up a win against the soviets and it, it, it you know i mean you almost want to throw up on the ice yourself when you see what he did to them I mean, yeah it was, it was so punishing so punishing but yeah hey, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's, I think these, these might be like a little disconnected, but I don't know if you saw that documentary a few years ago, Icarus on kind of the Russian doping scandal at the Olympics. Um, I didn't see it, but I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll definitely be looking to check. I saw the Sochi Olympics. You yeah. About? Yeah. Which I know is like way after this movie but i'm like that's just something i i'm it's on the mind i guess it's like kind of relevant um yeah i'll 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 definitely go and uh and check that out um, yeah the, the, and, and for anybody who's like um well, i didn't know that about the the hockey thing it's, at this point the only people who are who are watching this any anymore are people who are really hardcore hockey fans i'm guessing but yeah or hardcore semi sonic fans yeah. Uh, possibly, possibly. <laughs> i didn't understand he was so interested in hockey but the, the uh, espn 30 for 30 about the um about the russian hockey team is is it's fascinating it's yeah really, really good yeah it's very worth worth checking out if this is of interest to you yeah um, yeah i i mean that's the thing is like also people don't understand that the way the russians played is like a very admirable way to play hockey you know they were like a very big finesse team and i think in yeah. some of the retellings of this story they're viewed as like this like big bruising team but that's totally like the opposite <laughs> no they were they were the ones who were who were about speed and playmaking you know yeah and, and they were and they had a great goaltender you know yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Um, we've Jeff and I on this podcast have talked about a surprising amount of hockey movies, and by that I mean we also talked about the Mighty Ducks, <laughs> and and also Mighty Ducks too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and D three. Yeah, yeah. It was a uh, most valuable primate as well, yeah, which is where the one the where a monkey plays hockey. Plays hockey. 
Oh my God. Yeah. That sounds fascinating. Honestly. Yeah. And the, uh, I mean, I was going to spoil it unless you were going to really watch this. Go uh, spoil it for me. Yeah. So here, here's the thing. At the end of that film, they expect us to believe that a small child switches place with the chimpanzee and no one notices. <laughs> For like an entire period of hockey. I mean, that's it's hockey. They got... This is a problem with Hollywood right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was I was gonna ask, you know, is this your like favorite hockey? I feel like this is the most serious hockey movie we've watched. Clearly, it's the bar is pretty low, but <laughs> yeah. Um, um, well, slap slap shot is is yeah. Slap shot's a nice. classic. That's that's a that's a yeah. It's it's in a class of its own. I feel like um, any buddy who like in any like aspiring hockey player watches miracle and they and they they just love it it's just mm-hmm. inevitable um i i guess i guess it is my favorite i've i've watched it more than once i i can tell mm-hmm. you that um yeah and i do like it because it's a i do view it as being about more things than just the 1980 Olympics. I think it tells a story about the country, uh, you know, and it tells a story about, you know, um, international relations at that time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that, the, the uh, my wife is showing me that my, uh, my bread is, is definitely <laughs> risen here. I have to go soon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, uh, um, I, I, I guess I like that it has it ha- it for a Disney film. It really does have depth, and mm-hmm. it was an interesting time in the country. It's it's kind of like hard to understand if you didn't grow up in the time where nuclear war actually seemed like a thing that might possibly happen. Mm-hmm. How scary that actually was. Yeah. yeah. And now. That is starting to be something that to be concerned about again. Uh, Perhaps, although I, I, you know, I I mean, not that I'm not not worried about it now, but I feel like the idea of uh, a, you know, like a, um, you know, worldwide destruction almost seems like a thing that is inconceivable to, to yeah. anybody it just yeah. doesn't seem i mean the you well, i don't i'm not my mind is not put at ease at all by the idea of like a tactical nuclear strike i feel mm-hmm. like we don't want to go down that road but mm-hmm. i mean that wasn't even something that was considered because those kinds of weapons didn't even exist at that time it was kind of like all or nothing and it was really it was truly scary. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would have nightmares about it when I was a kid that were wake up screaming nightmares. You know, it was really, truly scary. So in some ways that 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 film does cast a light on those times. It puts those it puts those times into kind of like a personal context. You know what yeah. I mean? It human yeah. human sizes it in a way that I think is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think. It was also really interesting the way the film treats the Soviet team, um, where it's not, you know, it, it contextualizes it within uh, the the U.S. Soviet relations at the time, but it doesn't like vilify the actual team. Yeah. Yes, I think that's I think that's true. And they, at the end, at the end, after they get beat, they just. They do the thing that they did. They they actually handled it handle it with grace. You know, it's like we just got beat. You know, that's yeah. that one thing that they talk about with hockey all the time. It's like these these teams compete. It's like a tooth and nail, and it's a brutal competition. And at the end, they shake hands. And it does feel like at the end of the Stanley Cup, that is a that is a moment of pure sportsmanship that I, I don't really see in a lot of. Uh, athletics uh to yeah. be honest and i and i appreciate it because i think vying all out and then you know realizing there's nothing more to be done and shaking hands and just kind of going on and hoping for a better a different outcome the next time it's it's, it's yeah i mean i i appreciate that about hockey yeah yeah i, yeah. I don't know i've always been fascinated because there's a lot of people that aren't sports fans but i mean sports really there's so many stories it can tell about like individuals about you know collectives 
Um, because it is kind of like a reality show in a way where you're just, I don't know, it's it's a hard thing to I I, I agree. I agree. Although I, I can, I really can't tolerate reality shows for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Except yeah. with yeah. one exception. One except. I have one exception. Do you want to know what it is? Yes. Yeah. Alone. I like that show. Do you I, know that show? I haven't heard no. of Alone. No. Is okay. It? Well, if you, <laughs> it, it, I think there's like ten seasons possibly at this point. Basically, yeah. it's like they, they drop people into very remote circumstances they get like 10 things that they get to pick to uh-huh. um you know hopefully survive and thrive yeah. in, a, in the setting and they kind of film themselves uh in these circumstances so it's kind of like naked and afraid or whatever gonna... that show is but it's, uh-huh. it's more but they're like, not naked it, they're not <laughs> naked which is weird i mean i think maybe they could, maybe they could be naked but <laughs> also there it's only one person at a time so it doesn't yeah have any of that like yeah. I wonder if they're getting it on off camera or anything like right that. You know, which i think that's that. naked and afraid that's the whole premise of the show is they want you to watch it because it's two people that don't know each other who are naked together <laughs> i know it it's so pathetic and weird no yeah. alone is is more like i'm a certain it's all it's all survivalists at this point you know yeah. it's, it's turned into like battle of the survivalists which is kind of not as good as it was in the early season mm-hmm. it seemed like the, the people were more like taking a flyer on whether or not they could survive in in these uh in these remote settings or not. yeah and some of yeah. them, it's just amazing it's like some people can last like for 70 80 days and other guys are out of there or gals are out of there after the first night it's just oh. it's fascinating wait there's it's people that last consistent. 80 days yeah wow yeah. do you wow. do they get like a prize for that yeah like i think it's like a million bucks now wow i mean i would i'd do you it try personally. yeah, <laughs> you, might, yeah. <laughs> you might be out of there after a night yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you still record your youtube videos from yeah, like a jungle somewhere keep up with the podcast <laughs> that's um, basically what it is man it is yeah. it, it's, it's exactly like that it's basically it's like podcasting from like you know nowheresville and trying to you know get enough you know eat eat enough mice so that yeah. you can survive you know? yeah it's it's, it's uh it's interesting i i recommend it i think you might enjoy it great well i don't want to keep you too much longer if you have your bread um i i, I should I, I bread has been a thing and i'm making i'm making the dinner rolls for for easter tomorrow so oh, I, I have to come that's through. the priority that's the priority yeah, yeah. It has well, to be. i know you understand <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for being on um is there anything you want to promote give a shout out to uh before you head out anything big uh, it's a it's a it's a time for me right now of lots of scheming for the next thing. Yeah, I mean the the next thing is is not immediately imminent. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a new Semisonic record coming out, which I'm excited about. You know, amazing. Um, we've done a lot of of work on it already. I think it sounds damn good, and and you know, it, it's if you like pop music, I think it's going to be for you. Um, and I, I, but other than that, right now, I think uh, I, I don't have I have lots of schemes. Look mm-hmm. for schemes in the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. Well, thank you so oh, much, Carson, John. Jeff, it's great to hang out with you guys, and uh, you know, to to the all the rest of you. Well, I hope you I hope you've learned a lot about hockey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know. I was really excited. We got to talk about hockey. I was like, I'm right. This is this is all me, Carson. <laughs> And I loved your film, Karsten. I thought oh. that was it was very thought provoking. Thank you so uh, much. And, and really cool. And and I, I have to say the uh, uh, to to people who are watching, um, the other thing that I was uh, had kind of thought we could possibly talk about was um, a, 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 a an animated short that was uh, featured on the New Yorker kind of yeah uh, film stuff that they're they're doing which i think they're doing amazing stuff there they're doing lots of featuring lots of documentaries and and animated shorts and things like that and um there's one about um about uh lost children basically in china that is is such a beautiful beautiful film 
And, uh, yeah. and if you ever want to have me back on, I'd love to talk about that. Yeah, we'd love to have yeah, you we back Yeah, we would love on, to have you back To be on. honest, <laughs> this was great. All right, man. Great. Nice chatting, guys. Attention listeners, are you ready to be blown away? You asked for it and they listened. Our friends at Manscaped just relaunched the ultra smooth package. It's back, baby. Your new favorite tool and complement to the lawnmower 4.0 to keep your boys smooth while looking and feeling their best. The specialized groin shaving kit is here to help you buff, protect, and shave your most sensitive areas. It's time to crop that bush of yours and get right to the roots with a discount just for you from Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code KCAST. That is KCAST. K-C-A-S-T. The legends who introduced the electric ball hair trimmer are bringing back their razor so you can be set and trimmed front to back. Men. You no longer have to borrow your partner's razor for that precise trim. Carson. Yeah. Uh, You know how hard it is to shave close to the skin without ingrown hairs. One of the hardest things life has to offer. It's one of life's greatest challenges. And yeah, you've uh, previously had some embarrassing stories you've shared uh, in, in these manscaped ad reads. Oh yeah. I mean, I used to be a swimmer. And yeah. we had these really tight speedos and, you know, you obviously that covers the important areas, but you also mm-hmm. get a lot of, you know, stuff peeking out and it just, you, you can see the burns. It's just bad. It's just, yeah. Bad. It Is makes, that, are you shaving to reduce like drag? You do have to shave to reduce drag. Yeah. Like, is that really something where like, if you law, if you were like a little hairy and yeah. you lost by like a half second, your coach is like, I told you you should have shaved should've shaved those pits. Yeah. No, we literally before every like state meet, the whole team shaves their entire body. It's like, like a ritual. You do shave your own body or do you shave each other's? I sh- we shave our own body, but when it comes to heads, you shave each other. Okay. Um, but that's getting into the nitty gritty. The point is, even if you're not a swimmer, that is quite the challenge is trying to shave close to the skin uh, without ingrown hairs, cuts, or hard to reach places. It's, and if you, when you were a swimmer, you wish you had this. Oh, absolutely. So step one, grab your handy lawnmower 4.0 and give your boys the classic trim to your liking to get the loose hairs out of the way and then take out the Manscaped Ultra Smooth Package to make your package the perfect package this summer. And step two, the Crop Exfoliator infused with ingredients that can (laughs) soothe, clear, and keep the skin on and around your groin feeling refreshed. The Crop Exfoliator can help reduce the risk of ingrown hairs in your delicate places. Step three, crop gel. See where you're shaving with our unique clear shaving gel just for the groin. With four essential oils, it's like a spa treatment every time you shave. And finally, step four, it's time to shave. The crop (laughs) shaver was designed for shaving the groin area with confidence. That's pretty important to have confidence when you're shaving there. Very important. Uh, The three precision blades include extra wide lubricating strips and pivoting head for the ultimate groin grooming experience. The crop shaver is not your average razor. It's smaller, thicker, with a micro comb bar that allows for the best shave possible from any angle. Beach balls are meant to be smooth, and now yours can be. All three of these vegan, cruelty-free, and sulfate-free products are included so you know your manhood is in good hands and without compromise. It's time to get up close and personal with the best tools for the job, the ultra-smooth package from Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code KCAST. That is K-C-A-S-T, KCAST, at manscaped.com. That is 20% off and free shipping with the code KCAST at manscaped.com. Smooth out your fellas with the relaunched Ultra Smooth Package from the fellas at Manscaped. Your balls will thank you, Karsten. And that was John Munson. So now we're going to do questions is how this works. Um, yeah, thank you again to John Munson for being on the podcast. I don't know why I did this. Um, <laughs> this is uh, these come from the subreddit r slash carscast, and uh, this first one comes from Cyhots9292. And it is, How do you choose which questions to answer? That's kind of meta. I know we chose your question, yeah, whatever so, you did, you, uh, yeah, you did you, it right, <laughs> you did it right. <laughs> I honestly, I, I'm the one that chooses them. Um, and it's usually stuff that's 
seems like it would make for a good discussion rather than just a one answer. I do try to stay away from too many like specific film related questions. Anything that makes us have to pull open letterboxed and like search through because I think that just leads to a lot of dead air and I want to I just I think it like I like it when we just have like a genuine answer right off yeah. the bat. Dead but, air uh, sounds like an awesome name for a film. He, dead air <laughs> for like a podcast, it's like a zombie movie, movie taking place on a plane. Or yeah, oh that too. That's yeah, dead air. Wow, yeah. the pilot's a zombie. Yeah, yeah, and he somehow is flying the plane. Yeah, yeah. And he's the only one who knows how to fly the plane, but he's a oh zombie. my god, a, a zombie movie on a plane? That'd be crazy. Um, I mean, because yeah. where would you hide? Right, that's what I'm saying. The stakes get so so. Wait, so oh, so you need to block like have the door to the cabin right. closed, and the well, zombie's in there, but he's the one who's the pilot who knows how to fly. Have you ever seen Train to Busan? Because that's a zombie no. movie on a train, but that's like a big mega train, so there's a lot more leg room yeah. like there's more to work with there i think a plane that's tough that's yeah um there could be a cool yeah, parachute we'll scene out, yeah we'll figure that out um but that's my thought process of answering questions i do like even random stuff like what's your that's it's not even like what's your favorite fruit like I'm like, sometimes that's like a hit or miss because I'm like, that's just a one word answer. I don't know what we would say. Yeah. I mean, we have discussions about it, though, because like, yeah. for some reason you think star fruit's the best fruit, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> this is this is what they know about me. Yeah, it's, that's just your favorite I'm shape. Star you fruit guy. It's the best fruit. Yeah. Because you think stars yeah. are the best shapes. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that answer to that question about questions this next one comes from roller skate butterfly and it is what is one movie that would benefit from being turned into a musical um now i said i was going to avoid letterbox questions that would yeah but whiplash as a musical because it's already like halfway there and you know that would ruin all the (laughs) intensity of the movie (laughs) jk is like having to do a big singing number yeah, yeah. I don't think I would find him very intimidating after that. No. You, you know, that's the thing about this is like, I, I feel like a lot of movies would benefit not being a musical, but it doesn't happen that the other way around. Musicals? That were musicals. Like, if it like wasn't a musical, honestly, yeah. In the Heights, if it didn't have some of those like really long songs, would cut its runtime. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I... Uh, there would be that. I think now this is only because I just put out a video about David Lynch and uh, mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot of his movies, but I'm like, I would love to see a David Lynch musical. I think he would make a really fun one. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a tough question. Um, yeah. Big honk. What, ooh, what about Morbius? Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> Morbius, Morbius. Um, the science vampire. <laughs> but also a doctor <laughs> like a lin-manuel style musical about morbius like rapping <laughs> that'd be so bad um Uh-oh. and last one comes from uh cc baxter what what no just the morbius the oh. musical. <laughs> <laughs> um and this is for you jeff but it's about me. It's what, according to Jeff, is a big fat Karsten Runquist moment. Like, what? What would you? Yeah. What do you what do, do that you, is a Karsten Runquist? Yeah. Moment? What's a Karsten Runquist moment in your eyes? Because everyone has a different definition of this. See, there's a few. Like, because you do a lot of like very endearing things. <laughs> you know, where you'll like, I love it when you just mispronounce random words. <laughs> Man, I mispronounced so many words. I when I hosted trivia, when I hosted bar trivia, I mispronounced a very crucial word, and everyone was like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh no!" Wait, I'm gonna not, I'm gonna guess the word. Here. I'm gonna guess the word you mispronounced. Diaspora. <laughs> no, that would uh, be better because it's like that. I don't know that. That's not. It was like, like a common. I don't remember, but it was like a common word 
that I did not get. And I was like, yeah. fuck, this is embarrassing. I'm not good at pronouncing words or names, but uh which, you know, you're good at other things. Yes, you know, we all have not our everyone spots. can be good at everything. That's, yeah. What 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 is that a Carson Rungwas moment me? Yeah, I think that's that yeah. is honestly. I feel like if I make like a typo in a review or in a video or a pr- mis- or mispronounce something in a video, people are like Carson Ronquist moment. It's like, it's just when I, I do a little goof. <laughs> yeah. So um, that, those are our questions. Um, thank you guys. Uh, next, we want to get into our wrap up, starting with the movie next week, which is no movie. Next week is going to be our advice episode uh our second advice now episode. we have already recorded this so please yes. do not send any questions for it no but uh for the future just keep the uh, keep an eye if you want to know when we're going to be doing these again you should follow me on instagram at karsten runquist and follow me on instagram too jeff. at jeffrey borslow and also yeah, yeah, follow yeah. the karst cast karst cast karst cast as karst cast but I'll be posting the questions. Yeah, Carson will be posting the story. actual. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, follow me as well. I need yeah, followers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you should follow very Jeff. Very uncool. You need to. No, Instagram. I think it's very cool. I've been I telling you. Fo- Jeff. Oh, you know what? I just reminded myself this moment that I took really dumb promotional photos for bird dogs <laughs> as like a sponsorship bit. You should send them. I have not posted them. You should post. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I got to. I don't know. Maybe I'll do it on the Karstcast account. Yeah, I need to take some as well, to be honest. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's next week. Um, next, we like to read review because we love hearing what everybody has to say about the podcast and about Karsten and his great hair, and about Jeff and his cool clothes. I mean, this is not that cool. This is. Uh... <laughs> just a quarter zip i think it's it, it, kind of cold i well, think it's nice. i just am a fan because i have a long neck so i like zipping quarter zips all the way up yeah 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 so, no i I, I think it looks cool i think that's like kind of nordic zipping yeah. it all the oh way yeah 100 percent. Yeah. yeah or russian even or, yeah uh this like one comes from tracksuit yeah this one comes from isaac spelled with e-y-e-221 from canada and funny enough, the subject line is certified Karskast moment, five stars, and it reads, very bold of acclaimed internet thank you enthusiast and Packer Jeff to start a movie podcast with Christian or whatever his name is. But jokes aside, this is probably my favorite podcast. I've been in the community for the last two years and even chatted with Karsten and Jeff. Very cool dudes. Got me through the pandemic in some ways, and it's a part of my Monday routine, and I can't recommend the cast enough. Hashtag pilots two at one million. <laughs> would if you hit one million, would you make pilots too? Jeff? If I hit one million subscribers, subscribers, yeah, would you make pilots too? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. If, if that was the impetus for people giving me a million subscribers, absolutely. <laughs> um, thank you, Isaac. Uh, and lastly, we want to thank the patrons over at Patreon.com/slash Carscast. The best place to go to support us if you want to get some cool perks yeah. while supporting us at the same time. <clears throat> I need a water. Um, oh no, I left it in the other room. Well, here we go. Oh, this is tragic. Here, this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. Um, <clears throat> whew. thank you. Oh, you get exclusive bonus episodes, Q and A shots at the end of every episode, and Zoom hangouts, which we just did today. It was a ton of fun. Thanks. Yeah, it was a great Zoom hangout. Everyone for coming out. Um, 10 so billion was, was back in the GeoGuessr game. Back in GeoGuessr, it was great. Thank you, Alex Thomas, Anson Contreras, Big Beard Pirate, Camilla Coop, David Borslow, David Sir, Eden, Eli Brow, Finn Richardson, Gavin Gibson, Goodnight Tail, Grant Gow. I can finally be happy once John Munson is on the pod. Guess what? We got him on the pod. Jaden Easton, John Van Hout, Joshua Hughes, KDT. Let's change the Google search results for PTA. Leaven, I will keep changing this. Live Rob, Lul Hottie, Luke Warren, Maddie Robertson. Uh, Martin Deff, Mary Lee Borsla, Maxine Schmidt, uh, Meridian, Michael, Monopoly Shrimp on the Barbie, Monroe Page, Nathan Worley, Owenfelt, and Pasta, Pete Sethanet, Queen of Staten Island, Riley Ost, Ryan, Ryan M, Stella Perry, Supercalifazoskexpialidosis, Media Urban, Jagerman Jensen, Taylor Hearts to Watch the Movie, 10 Billion, The Raccoon from Airbud's Seventh Inning Fetch, Bigard Strom, Wes Kinley, Wiley Todd, Yusef A, Zachary Fritz, Zoinks, and Zoe 
Hernandez McDonald. McDonald. Those are some new names in there. Welcome, everybody. And also, that was a pretty solid read. All things considered, I got through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also would like to say there's a lot of names in there that I've never seen in a patron hangout. And I think you guys should come. If you it is very fun. Like we have, we, we usually try to do them on Saturday or Sunday yeah. around like early afternoon central mm-hmm. time. So it should, it kind of works for everyone unless you're in Australia. It's a lot of fun. Jeff, do you want to know something really gross, by the way? Uh, I guess so. Really yeah. gross. Um, remember when you made me, you didn't make it for me, but I made that coffee the last time we recorded an episode in person here. Yeah. Uh, I have not drank that coffee. It's actually been sitting on this desk all week. Oh, it did looks, you drink it? No. Good. Yeah, good. Don't don't do that. It looks like it, you know. Yeah. Um <laughs> anything to say? Uh Carson Runquist, you know, I had a great time with you in Chicago. Yeah. Um, and then we I'm still in Chicago, but we couldn't record this one. Together. It's a shame it got kind of cut short. I'm not gonna lie. No, but um, I'll be back to hang with you. Uh, yeah, so I'll catch you on the flip side, Carson, and I'll catch everyone listening on the flip side, probably. Catch you on the flip side. Flip side.